All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the All You Need to Know podcast on Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 26th of November. The central government has seemingly taken cognizance of the recent rise in COVID-19 cases and the Home Ministry has said yesterday that states and union territories can impose local restrictions like night curfew to check the spread of COVID-19. But they will have to consult the centre before imposing any lockdowns outside the containment zones. The ministry said that the guidelines for surveillance, containment and caution for December are meant to consolidate the substantial gains made against the spread of COVID-19. But it also said that this is taking into consideration the rise in recent cases and also the fact that we're heading into the winter season. Now, the Securities and Exchange Board of India yesterday relaxed certain surveillance measures, including those pertaining to market-wide position limits that were put in place eight months ago to curb volatility in the markets due to the coronavirus pandemic. Citing the changed market environment, the regulator said that it decided to relax the measures with respect to increased margin for non-FNO stocks and revised market-wide position limits. Steps related to flexing of dynamic price band for FNO and equity index derivatives would continue to be in force, according to the SEBI. In other regulatory news, the Reserve Bank of India on Wednesday said that the amalgamation of Lakshmi Vilas Bank with DBS Bank will come into force from tomorrow, that is Friday, and the moratorium imposed on the crisis-ridden lender will be removed on that day. The RBI issued the statement within hours of the cabinet clearing the scheme of amalgamation of Lakshmi Vilas Bank with DBS Bank India. Speaking of the RBI, there's some commentary on monetary policy by an MPC member, Mridul Sagar, that you should know about. He was speaking at the Emerging Markets Central Banking Summit organized by the Institute of International Finance when he said that the RBI has cut interest rates by a great deal and more policy space can be created when inflation eases. He also said that inflation is currently being driven by supply-side problems and is likely to stay elevated for a while. In other news, the Insolvency and Bankruptcy Board of India wants to give companies that have voluntarily sought liquidation an opportunity to change their mind. Companies and limited liability partnerships that are undergoing voluntary liquidation may soon be allowed to withdraw or close such proceedings before they get dissolved. For more details on this, do look up the story on the website bloombergquint.com. In international news, applications for U.S. state unemployment benefits unexpectedly posted the first back-to-back weekly increase since July, while Americans' incomes and savings fell last month. Wednesday's rebound indicates that the economic rebound is becoming more tenuous amid soaring coronavirus cases. Initial jobless claims in regular state programs increased by 30,000 to 778,000 in the week ended the 21st of November. That's according to Labor Department data. Without adjustments for seasonal fluctuations, the figure rose by about 78,000 during the week. In a bit of sad news, the man who was said to have the hand of God, perhaps the most talented footballer to ever play the sport, Diego Maradona, 
passed away yesterday. He was 60 years old. Now, in international markets, U.S. stocks ended mixed with the Dow and the S&P 500 losing 0.6 and 0.2% respectively, and the Nasdaq climbing 0.5%. And it's a mixed bag in the Asia-Pacific region too. The Kospi and the Australian benchmark were flat at the start, while the Nikkei in Japan was higher by half a percent. And with that, it's over to Hormuz Fatakia for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Hormuz. How are we looking today? Good morning to you, Alex, and to those tuned in. Today is the monthly options expiry of the November series, and what a series it has been for the markets. The Nifty has gained 10% this series, and out of the 19 trading sessions that have taken place until closing on Wednesday, the index has declined in only four of them, including the fall on Wednesday. Tells you a lot about the kind of series that we have had. Now, specific stocks that you'll have to watch out for today Loris Labs will acquire over 72% stake in a biotech company called Richcore Life Sciences for close to 250 crore rupees. The acquisition will mark the company's entry into the broader biologics and biotechnology segments. Funding for the same will be done through internal accruals. The management of Loris Labs will be in conversation with Menka Doshi at 9.30am today, so do tune in to that one. Astral Polytechnic has decided to foray into the business of manufacturing and trading of plastic water storage tanks. The company will also be adding new capacity with a total investment of not more than 75 crore rupees. It will also be acquiring assets from Shri Prabhu Petrochemicals for up to 51 crore rupees. The consortium of lenders of Kesoram Industries have given their in-principle approval to the resolution plan of the company formulated under the RBI guidelines, so watch out for that stock. Siemens India says that there are initial signs of an uptick across various market segments post the opening of the economy. The company is seeing increased interest in its technological and digitalization solutions across all businesses. The company has also declared a dividend of 7 rupees a share. Tanla Platforms has seen some buying interest on Wednesday. Vantage Equity Fund has acquired half a percent stake in the company, while the Massachusetts Institute of Technology acquired 0.7% stake. A story on the company's 1200% surge from its 52-week low in March, which was done by my colleague Sharad Dubey, is available on our website, bloombergquint.com. So do read up on that one. Some stocks that bucked the trend on Wednesday, Imami is one of them, which ended at the highest level in nearly two years with gains of over 3%. The stock gained for the fourth straight day. Kalpataru Power, which is the other one that bucked the trend and ended with gains of over 7%. The stock ended at its highest level since March. And PI Industries was the underperformer, which fell over 5.5% on Wednesday. This was the biggest single-day drop for the stock in three months, and it declined for the third straight day. In cues from the FNO space, Canada Bank and India Bulls Housing Finance are back in the FNO ban on the options expiry day, while Adani Enterprises and Federal Bank are out of the ban. The 13,500 call option for today's expiry continues to command the maximum open interest at close to 50 lakh shares. Early ticks on the SGX Nifty indicate that the index traded 50 points higher, around the mark of 12,970. And do log into BloombergQuint.com to keep yourselves updated on the latest happenings in the world of markets and corporates. And with that, I wish you a safe day ahead and it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Armas. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to the show on the IBM Podcast app? 
On the IBM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IBM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.